Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Yo, what's happening, Rush Nation? It is Murph here, back with a very special podcast. Just me, going to be really short. Don't imagine this being too long. Um, and to be honest, for this one, I would recommend going to view the video. We have had some technical problems with streaming to Twitter this week, which has been um, more than frustrating. But if um, we still have those problems, I recommend going to find this one on YouTube, and I'll share it once it's out. And the reason I say that is, is really simple. It's just um, there's a there's a visual to it, and uh, I would recommend it because basically today I'm going to be talking about running back handcuffs and ranking running back handcuffs. So um, the patrons who I talk to daily, and you can subscribe to our Patreon chat at patreon.com forward slash five yard rush. And for just a couple of pounds a month, you can subscribe and get access to me pretty much anytime you like. We're in a WhatsApp chat. It's uh, really productive and effective, and lots of questions get fired out. And this is something that came out of there in terms of running back handcuffs. And I was going to make this just Patreon only, but actually I feel like there's merit to do this overall. But I will actually share the table there um, that I'm going to show here so they'll have access to it. So if you do want access to it, just subscribe to patreon.com forward slash 5 rush. Just a couple of pounds a month and uh, you'll get access uh, to that. But I'm going to be talking through the sort of rest of the season rankings I have for 
running backs. And then on top of that, also the handcuffs and the rest of the season rankings for handcuffs don't necessarily mean that I rank them in that order. And that's why I'm going to do this visually and, and sort of go through it all um, and explain sort of who I think are the top handcuffs and why. Um, and some examples where I think some advantages can be had. Um, and this will really bores from the show uh, last week. And the show last week, uh, or actually on Monday, I should be honest with, with Dan, talks about bench strategy and how I'd be having less wide receivers on my bench. Certainly wouldn't be having tight ends or quarterbacks barring sort of uh, buys still coming up. And I'd be having, you know, as many as three handcuffs, maybe even four in some cases. Because if someone goes down, that's your lottery ticket to power yourself to win in the playoffs when you might not have necessarily the best team or the, or, or the best schedule. So um, that's the thinking behind it. It's just about adding those handcuffs, adding a bit more strategy to your team rather than just letting it play out and hope for the best. So um, just going to quickly open this up. So, yeah, I'm going to talk through these these handcuffs and, and rankings and where I've got them for the rest of the season. And then on top of that, where um, I've got the handcuffs right. So let's start here on the. I've got them here on the on the left of the projected starters, and then on the right hand side, I've got the handcuffs as it is as, as of today, and this can always sort of change. And um, where I've got them ranked for the rest of the season, so I've put these in order of rank, uh, rest of the season. You'll notice it's not completely numerical because I do have a couple of the handcuffs. Like, for example, Kareem Hunt, that ranked a little bit higher. These players coming through for the rest of the season. So um, you might call this chalky. There might be some debate here. I've got John Taylor at two over yeah, behind Christian McCaffrey at one. You could flip those either way. I think they're going to be pretty close the rest of the season. David Cook at three. Austin Eckler at four. I have these on half point PPR, by the way. Uh, Najee at five. Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon, Zico Elliott, DeAndre Swift, Alvin Kamara. Uh, Darrell Henderson, uh, James Robinson, Saquon Barkley, Cordell Patterson, Leonard Fournette, James Conner, etc. And we go all the way down. Um, now, talked about these teams um, and these running backs. So, you know, all of these I would imagine owned. Maybe Deontay Foreman might be the only one. There's uh, debate as to whether or not he's got the lead job. That's as it is today. Could change completely on, on Sunday. Either way, I don't really like any of them going forward the same way. I don't really like. David Johnson going forward. So kind of ignore a couple of these options. Um, and I've got Alex Collins ranked a little bit low. And you notice I don't have Chris Carson here. There's still that uncertainty whether he's going to be back. If I knew that Chris Carson was going to be out for the season, definitely, then he would propel up uh, through here. Um, so where I've got these players is where I've got them ranked. You might have them slightly differently. But ultimately, what I've got here is, is my rankings for the rest of the season. As I mentioned here, you've got some players here that are a bit, a uh, bit of outliers here. Um, Cream Hunt at 22, Melvin Gordon will be uh, another one. Tony Pollard, Mark Ingram. You know, you have a few sort of outliers here on the screen. Um, Daryl Williams, uh, Ramadre Stevenson, because I think him and I've got him and Harris pretty much back to back rest of the season. To be honest, I could kind of flip them um, either way, and they're going to be pretty, pretty close. Um, but that's this isn't how I would rank the handcuffs, and that's got to be really clear. Um, because if you are ranking the handcuffs this way, uh, I'm just this is basically on the situation as it is now. But obviously, uh, as players go down, 
situations will change. And players will go down. Let's get this right. You know, there is no almost zero chance all of these players here on the left-hand side will be fit for the remainder of the season. So they will change. As it stands right now, I would be looking at sort of the top 10 options here um, and looking at their handcuffs more exclusively than most others. Um, with the exception of maybe Melvin Gordon, if something happens to Javonta Williams. In fact, I've got Javonta Williams quite low. I just seeing how they come out of the buy, but actually I'm quite tempted to move him up uh, a few spots here. I'm still sort of playing my rest of the season's rankings, but this is just all I ha- we're having right now. But obviously if Javonta Williams goes down, then yeah, absolutely Melvin Gordon would be someone who I would basically slot straight in and, and arrow up all the way here because they're not going to be splitting time. But I'm really sort of concentrating here on these opportunities. So what I'm doing here is I'm trying to analyze who will be potential injury risk and then also who will be a potential uh, asset if that goes down. Now, going over previous year's history, going over um, some things that I I like to study, I would say your immediate risks, um, but just based on their history and based on what we know about them. Christian McCaffrey, given the fact the last two years he's been pretty much banged up, is always going to be a risk of re-injury or shutdown if the Carolina Panthers fade away here. Uh, Dalvin Cook is a massive uh, injury concern. He very rarely ever plays in the fantasy playoffs in the last four years. I think he's played one game. Um, so, you know, in, in the fantasy playoffs, maybe two, but he's not really ever around championship week. So I do feel like he is a candidate for someone who could potentially go down. Najee Harris, I talked about on Monday's show and on Twitter uh, last week, so I won't cover that ground. Joe Mixon, I also think, is another one who's who struggled to finish seasons over the last few years, um, is another example here. And then there's DeAndre Swift. Do they shut him down? They're not going to make the playoffs. Um, maybe they realize that he is probably the best offensive weapon they have right now, and maybe they shut him down. That's an option. Um, so there's some uh, aspects uh, I would be looking at, uh, especially Leonard Fournette as well. Uh, he, he, you know, he came out on Twitter and had a go at fantasy owners. Um, so it'd be interesting to see where his space, uh, headspace is at. James Conner has also been known to pick up a, an injury or two uh, as well. Damian Harris is another one as well. So there's a bit of a laundry list there of players I would be targeting. I haven't mentioned Saquon yet. Saquon's again, is another one. So then you look at their potential backups and I would say for the backups here, the primary handcuffs for me, Alexander Matheson is, is probably number one because of the way they run the football and the way that they look at Alexander Matheson would be the player who I feel of all the guys here on this side would be the one that I'd feel ready to take over with a huge workload and would benefit the most. Number two would be Tony Pollard because he's already getting work. And again, I think very similar. I think he will step into a very full workload um i would have well kareem hunt would also be in that conversation in the top three as well um i do think they'd bring back dearness johnson i think there'd be some trade-off though but those three guys i think would be the absolute premium handcuffs then it would go tuba hubbard i think tuba hubbard again we've already seen this season will put up very reasonable numbers should something happen there the next one is interesting because now i'm at this sort of level where we've 
kind of exhausted. I mean, we already see what Mark Ingram's doing. He would be a case for that sort of fringe uh, top five. Um, same would be with J.D. McKissick. He's already proven that over time, that he would be a peak top five handcuff. Um, Tuba Hubbard, already mentioned Naheem Hines would be in that conversation because he would pick up the Jonathan Taylor work. I don't think he'd get all that workload. I do think Marlon Mack would come in, but he could be someone that would uh, severely be arrowed up as well. Uh, Ramadri Stevenson, we've kind of already seen if Damien Harris goes down, is primed for a very, very big role. Melvin Gordon, I've talked about, would already be a big arrow up. So all of those guys I've just mentioned would be a huge, uh, a huge plus. So I'm just going to highlight these in yellow of, of ones I would say your premium handcuffs that I think you absolutely should be targeting. Uh, they might already be owned. And I would expect quite a few of these to be owned. But if they're not, these are the players I would say right now almost essentially have to be owned just due to the volume of workload that they would get should something happen to the lead back. And the reason I say this is, you know, there's not that many of these guys. And so when we're looking at it, owning three or four is going to be significantly advantageous to not owning them and to missing out. And then they go on the waiver wire, um, et cetera. So I've highlighted here, I've highlighted here 12 players. And I would say these 12 players, maybe I put... Mm-hmm, Oh, uh, yeah, Naheem Hines. 13 players. So I've highlighted 13 players here. Hubbard, Hines, Matteson, Snell, Hunt, Pollard, Ingram, Herbert, McKissick, Wilson, uh, Melvin Gordon, Ramadre Stevenson, AJ Dillon. Those 13 players for me have to be owned no matter what. Because if their projected starter goes down, they're massively going to be picking up uh, the starter reps and will get a significant share. And I don't think that's going to be the case with many others. Ty Johnson, potentially, you know, if I had to have a second tier of guys, let's say I'm going to put them in orange. If I had a second tier set of guys who I think would get a a reasonable amount of work, but not necessarily um, high volume potential RB1, RB2 work. These are the sorts of players that you could probably chuck into that role. Either because we've already seen it this season or because uh, just the advantage that, that you would get with them. So that would be that. That's who I would have. The other one I would have who's not on this list actually is part of the Raiders. And it would be Peyton Barber. And I would have him in that next tier. So he's not officially the next man up in the depth chart, but Kenyon Drake and Josh Jacobs are not the same level back. Paint Barber would come in and take the snaps from Josh Jacobs. So they, I would have, and then maybe put Carlos Hyde in there as well, because I think he would get some volume. And Devonta Booker, we've already seen. So Devonta Booker would be uh, definitely in that role. Um, and the only reason I don't have Devonta Booker in yellow, by the way, is just because we've, we've kind of seen this. He will put together the odd game or two, but um, he 
the problem that we have here with the Giants is twofold. One, the schedule is not great. And two, they're just not a good football team. And so they're going to be behind in a lot of games and they're not going to run the ball as much. And it kind of makes him situational. So he'll get some play, he'll get some volume, but um, I'd say no better. I, I wouldn't say he's, he's as premium as these guys here in yellow. We kind of saw that he had one or two decent games, a couple of games. He was pretty average. Um, and that's kind of what you're going to get. It's worth owning, worth playing, but I wouldn't put him as a top tier priority. Um, as we've got here, and then almost everyone else here, I can say you can almost exclusively just ignore. I would say right now, if I had to just have ones in red that I just think are absolute traps that you just don't need to really worry about, regardless of situation. I think all of those players you can pretty much exclusively ignore. It leaves me three players, Murray, Stevenson, and McNichols. And have them as, yeah, you know, if I was really stuck, they'd probably be my third tier down. And then ones in red, I would just completely ignore. They're just complete traps. So, yeah, that kind of explains it for you. So, again, if I'm, I've sort of tiered them out here. Um, and then if I was just to sort of break them up even more and just have my you know, my absolute milestones, top five. Yeah, I can't. I would say those, just based off the volume you get in the game script, I'd say they are your absolute premiums. So I've tiered them even further for you. So the absolute bold is top tier premium. You must own them at all costs. Um, then you have your next tier down. And the only reason I've got Dylan down there is just the schedule. I don't think it plays well into his hands. Um, Hines, um, Herbert, McKissick, I still think they're top tier. I still think they're players I definitely would want. And I still think they've got the capability of being RB1s some weeks, but maybe not as frequently as the guys I've got in, in bold there. So, um, yeah, I think I think that kind of explains a lot here about what I'm trying to say here about running backs and especially the handcuffs. You've got my rankings here on the left, um, which, you know, you can pause this video, you can take notes, you can screenshot, you can do kind of whatever it is that you need to do. And then exclusively, um, you've got my tiers. So the bolds, I would say, are the absolute premium. Then the yellow is top tier. Second tier down in orange. The white is kind of at all costs. And then the red is, is your trap plays. Just ignore them pretty much at all costs. And unless you're in deeper leagues, you know, in deeper leagues, all this changes and then everyone becomes relevant because you just never know what might happen. And Rex Burkhead will be better than, you know, having to start someone like Ty Montgomery, for example. So um, that pretty much covers it. I, I would say is, again, I reiterate, strategy here, smaller benches, large benches, you need to have at least three handcuffs going forward now for the rest of the season. Three, four is your sort of optimal number here. And you're hoping that these guys hit. So if you haven't already got anyone on your bench, you need to get busy because I imagine most of these guys in yellow are owned and are owned probably by most people. But it wouldn't surprise me that, well, Benny Snell won't be. Um, Tuba Hubbard's probably been dropped in a lot of leagues. But I imagine like Mattison Pollard will probably be owned. Ingram will be owned. Stevenson could be owned. Worth checking. Melvin Gordon will be owned. So then you, you may be looking at that, that second tier. So the Naheem Hines, Khalil Herbert, JD McKissick, Jeff Wilson, you know, AJ Dillon. AJ Dillon's probably owned now because of what's happened. Um, they're your next tier down. 
So um, I would be looking to acquire at least two, three from there, and then maybe supplement them with one in the orange list and just making sure I've got that lottery ticket so that when it's called, I'm there and I'm ready to go. So that'll pretty much do it for this one. Quite sure. Again, I recommend if you're listening to this on the podcast, go and find the YouTube video and I'll add a link to it um, when it comes out. And um, yeah, just listen to it, re-watch it. Again, if you're part of the Patreon, I will send this to you. You can join the Patreon here. Just a couple of pounds a month and you'll get access to this as well as everything else. And I'll drop that through either later tonight or tomorrow. But as always, uh, tune in tonight for some great podcasts. We've got the college guys and we've got um, IDP guys. So looking forward to listening to those. And don't forget, until later, Russian Nation, as always, keep rushing. to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.